This podcast could save your life. We're with Mr. John Vanderweelen talking Future Health Research and Innovation Fund. In Western Australia, from startup to development and clinical trials, the government is recognising high levels of local talent and commitment to make a difference. Medical and health research and innovation plays a vital role. This is a growing industry under the WA government's economic development and medical research and innovation is identified as a priority sector in which WA has a competitive advantage and significant opportunities for growth and diversification. The WA government is committed to investing in health, medical research and innovation to keep talent and ideas in Western Australia. I'm Paula Vost and we're talking with John Vanderweelen, Chair of the Future Health Research and Innovation Fund Advisory Council. John is well respected and an established business leader in Western Australia. His role is to provide strategic direction for the FHRI Fund. Welcome, John. Thank you. And before we get started, I was hoping we could find out about the man leading the fund. So what's your background, John? Look, I suppose let's start um, and work backwards. I became involved with the Future Health Research Innovation Fund when I was the CEO of HBF Health, which is clearly a large um, health insurance provider. I don't come from a clinical background, but I come from a background of investment, which um, is another important aspect of the Future Health Research and Innovation Fund. I Born and bred in Perth, left school at 15 actually and went to what I'd call Hamilton High School, which was the school of hard knocks, um, and proudly would say, you know, I ended up uh, doing an MBA at University of Western Australia, studied private equity um, at Oxford University, um, also attended London Business School, and I spent uh, nearly 15 years of my life outside of Perth, so nine years in London, about five years in Sydney, also did a stint in Luxembourg as well, so I returned home. Uh, you know, well into my 50s, took on the uh, role at HBF um, and now find myself Chair of the Future Health Research Innovation Fund, which is just fantastic to be putting back into the community. And what about family? Yeah, so three, uh, three children, about to become a grandfather. My daughter still lives in, uh, in um, Edinburgh uh, and uh, two sons. Um, and lucky when we talk about things like health to have uh, aging parents that are still alive, in fact, um, and I'm often, you know, remembering that when I'm working so closely with some of WA's researchers, the things they do for some of the elderly in Western Australia are just amazing. And how important is it to have a strong health and medical research and innovation program in WA? Look, I think it's not just important; it's it's critical. And I think for those of us who end up with the sort of watching those health episodes that happen across your life then you come to the realisation. And I know when I was working at HBF, which was processing so many claims each week across Western Australia and seeing some of the both diseases and occurrences just really did open my mind up. And when I look at some of the amazing people across Western Australia in the, in the health system, for our population size and for how much we spend, we produce some amazing results. I think that's what the government's focused on, is how do we improve that? How do we help the lives of Western Australians and allocate funds in the right, in the right areas? And so tell us a little bit about the fund and its role and where can you see it heading or where would you like it to head? Yeah, so the first thing I'd like to start with, it's a great decision by government. It was, in fact, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Western Australia, funded pretty much by uh, royalties out of mining, 
and it's been repurposed. And what a fantastic decision to repurpose those excess funds into specifically um, research and innovation towards the health of Western Australians. That's the origins of the fund. The income we earn each year off the investment is then allocated out into the community and the advisory council that we have, um, importantly, are independent to researchers in Western Australia, and that is really important, that you have good governance, good independence, and a sizeable amount of money that you can allocate across the you know, investment into research. And so what are some of the projects that are currently underway that have captured your attention? Well, look, there's amazing things. I would um, start again at the back end of this, that most recently we launched the challenge, which is um, we've had some fantastic sponsorship provided on that as well. And we're looking at programs like a SpaceX type program, which is how do you bring international world recognised people in to solve a specific problem? And we've launched a challenge to help us with remote health. And there's a $5 million prize. We've had support on that from BHP, Rio Tinto, uh, and the local philanthropists, the McCuskers as well. And that's a fantastic one. So $5 million we award really to the winner um, of that program that comes up with a technological solution to solve remote health. But in addition to that, we've funded over 300 different research grants, over $60 million in our first year. And I would do a call out for all those people in the health department that help us you know, vet that paperwork, look at all the different grants. So there's some really exciting projects um, we have underway. Some of those um, are back to COVID and the research we're doing on COVID. We do have another program um, with Associate Professor Katie Atwell, and she was ordered, uh, awarded a quarter of a million dollars on uh, Coronavax 3, which was also about you know helping the hard to reach. And it's a study focused on population groups who are at risk of being left behind during the mainstream rollout of the vaccination. And I must say to you, I've seen that um, alive and well. I'm on the board of the Royal Flying Doctor Service. And one of the fantastic outcomes we had in regional Western Australia was when young um, Indigenous children came to see the planes. Um, we also managed to encourage them to have their vaccinations at the same time. <laughs> so it is all those people across the state. And I think that where this fund um, doesn't forget those people that are left behind, We've got to focus on Aboriginal health, we've got to focus on mental health, and we've got to focus on making sure that it's the whole of Western Australia. And I would quote to you that's one of the big differences in this fund is that um, I learn all the time, even though I'm born here, that our uh, just our pure size and remoteness, whether you're a miner, um, whether you're working in agriculture, um, whether you're one of our Aboriginal people that's in a remote area, getting to people and delivering health services in regional Western Australia is probably the most complex of any location in the world. And that's something the fund is definitely focused on trying to help. And I suppose that goes back to the challenge that everyone's talking about, because that's quite a unique um, hurdle that you need to overcome. Oh, definitely. I mean, we've come a long way. And uh, when I look now that we can rescue someone with the Royal Flying Doctor Service, that we can remotely be delivering emergency services by the technology. But what we do know is that we've got a long way to go. And this challenge is designed around the innovation of health-based solutions that can be delivered in remote areas. 
And I'm quite excited about it because the competitions that people run around the world, you might remember, um, and I hope I don't get this wrong, but I think it was BP who won it for the first self-powered vehicle across the across the Nullarbor. That was a competition. Um, and we're trying to do the same. So if we can get global people, major groups, to invest in solving a remote problem to take out the prize, whilst the five million sounds like a lot, it's actually the accolade of winning such um, a fantastic award as well as knowing that your innovation um, can help people. So we're expecting some really uh, major competition um, to help us solve these problems. And the road is endless. Like once you've um, invented that and shown that it can work, you could go anywhere. Oh, definitely. And the issue does become that with the growth in Western Australia of mining, people are working in more and more remote uh, places. And of course, not to forget that our Aboriginal people have been left behind. We need to help them more with their um, health. And these sorts of solutions, hopefully, will be a fantastic outcome to deliver equality-based uh, health um, across our state. And we've got the two major sponsors that you've already mentioned, um, the FHRI Fund, Rio Tinto and BHP, and we thank them for their support. And certainly it will be an interesting space to watch. Um, how can people access more information about the challenge? So we have a, a website that we'd encourage people to log on to, which is thechallenge.health.wa.gov.au. And we'll keep people updated via that website as well. And hopefully maybe some additional podcasts in due course and we look through some of the entries. But it is really exciting, so watch this space. And do you think you can ever have too much money? <laughs> oh, look, that's, that's a difficult one, isn't it? I do probably believe more in... Um, I remember Spike Milligan saying he knows money doesn't make you happy, but um, he'd like to earn enough just to prove that that's true. And I think that's the case, isn't it? We all believe it doesn't make us happy, but we keep chasing more and more. It certainly helps, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Still well, puts a smile uh, on your face. I can tell you from the Future Health Research Innovation Fund, there's not enough money. We need more. And when I look at medical research, uh, it is so difficult to cover off all areas of research with, an, uh, with a finite pot of money. So seriously, how do we get that funding right and how do we ensure that we allocate the right amount of funding to the right people? Yeah, so that, that without a doubt is our biggest challenge um, for the Advisory Council and for government. If you try and compare Western Australia against the research that's carried out across the USA, one, we're what a twelfth or fifteenth of their population, uh, two, we're probably one twentieth of their spend. Therefore, we've got to be focused in Western Australia and we have to choose the areas that we're good at. And interestingly, remote health, uh, things like skin cancers as well are really specialist in areas. So there's got to be areas of focus in WA. Stick to the things we're best at. And then, you know, a great believer that we're always told work on your weaknesses in fact, in this case, with a finite amount of money, let's focus on our strengths and keep developing those, which I hope will lead to larger employment, more laboratories, and actually, if we can turn some of our medical research innovations into exports, you know, what a great outcome that would be. Absolutely. And we, we are sort of creating that hub or that industry um, to, to draw talent here. Yeah, it is. And it's always dangerous to single out people, but... If I look at the achievements of Barry Marshall, 
Fiona Stanley, Fiona Wood. What we need is more of those people, and there is more of those, and apologies to anyone I missed off. Um, but when you see the types of things that they developed in Western Australia, we've got to use those people as the catalyst to prove that we can do it. We are good enough, and if we focus, then we can deliver some amazing outcomes. Because per head of population, uh, what we deliver worldwide is amazing. We've just got to keep that going. And they are household names and mentors to so many scientists. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I um, it's the one thing I'd say as the chair that's really humbling and as, as a non-clinician, um, I class myself as a good banker, good investments person, <laughs> good structurer, good strategist and run large organisations. But when I come across people like that and I see how they've devoted their life to assisting other people's health and some of the just really dogged ways they've just focused on one piece of research for 20 years to prove a, a fantastic outcome. It is it is amazing and it's incredibly motivating to watch these people start off with some really small research grants, right? Um, some of these grants are large, but many of them are very small. And I would say, you know, call out today that the research community um, are often working long hours on not much money, and yet they're delivering amazing outcomes for humanity, which, you know, is, is, it's genuinely amazing. And the team does make sure that we have those startups. Then we have the development or um, the prototypes, and then we have clinical trials. So it does cover the entire range. Yeah, it does. And it's, that's, I think, the other important point about this fund is you don't usually solve anything in a 12-month period. In fact, this is about government's commitment for decades, right? And some of the grants that we've kicked off in research two years ago will take a decade to really come to fruition. Some research might not produce anything at all, but if you don't do it, you don't know. So this is definitely a long, long-term investment. Uh, and pleased to say, interestingly, that the fund, um, not many people will be celebrating interest rate increases, but in fact, our funds are starting to go up. So we will now provide more money into research. It's predicted over the next three to five years because the interest rate increases. Which is fabulous for, for health in WA. Not for your mortgage, but yes, for, <laughs> for health. And so it's great. We've done about $60 million in the last two years, but we think we'll get closer to $50 million per year going forward, which is a great outcome. WA is isolated and has a small population. Can we really make a difference in delivering the best research? Oh, look, I think it's a, a great question, and I'd spoken about it earlier where we do genuinely punch above our weight. And when you think about a person like Fiona Stanley with the discovery of uh, folate, and which has led to pregnant women taking folate and reducing spina bifida is just an incredible outcome. Then you have Fiona Wood with her plastic skin post the barley uh, terrorist disasters. I mean, that was just an amazing outcome. That's now a worldwide use. Uh, people like Barry Marshall was a Nobel Prize winning uh, professor, researcher um, on um, the ulcers, which is just incredible. And I think that guy took his own medications to prove how it worked. Uh, and then you've even got our cervical vaccines being managed and, and delivered by Ian Fraser, Professor Ian Fraser as well. So they're just four that come to mind off the top of my head of 
worldwide delivery of research that has led to significant population health outcomes. Mm. Um, and I know there's many others, which I'm not prepared um, with all the research here, Paula, but, but what I see is us regularly delivering global outcomes from little old Perth and Western Australia. And that's actually been with minimal funding, which I think that's where the focus of the fund, now with hopefully 50 million a year, will start over the next five, 10 years to see better outcomes. And I'll be putting as much pressure on the government as I can to keep on increasing that, uh, uh, that, that funding. And we should acknowledge actually the mining community in Western Australia, because we don't, they're always getting linked with environment. But I have to tell you that their contributions towards this fund, which is delivering amazing health outcomes in Western Australia needs not to be forgotten. No, they're certainly um, you know, playing a big role in, in helping that, especially in um, remote areas. Um, so you can see us going places? I can. I think if, if those, you know, the types of researchers I've just named to you have had global outcomes, then why would it stop? And they're still around in Western Australia mentoring many of the researchers. I look at um, Telethon and Telethon Kids Institute um, and people like Jonathan Karapetis as well. There's so many good mentors in Western Australia for the size of our population. I think uh, it will continue and I think we'll end up with discoveries over the next few years, um, all as a result of the WA government putting into place this fund. And I think that also our lifestyle here will encourage a lot of researchers to come to WA to, to help this. Yeah, that, that is one of our challenges. We do have a program um, we've sort of nicknamed it the sea turtles, which is <laughs> trying to get those turtles to return to uh, the mothership because we've got to also remember we need internationals coming in and we'd also like to get those West Australian researchers that are researching elsewhere around the world to return home because often we lose people. And I know from my banking background and investment, some of the best go off to work in New York and London, some return, some don't. So we've got a program where we're incentivising the return and then another program which is incentivising international researchers to uh, make sure that not only do they bring their research here but that they come and live um, and be part of uh, the fabric of um, WA's research community. And WA is a wonderful place to live. Yeah, it is, of course. And I think many people like me have spent half their life out of it. Now I'm back here, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and most of the people that uh, do relocate here um, definitely enjoy it. It is remote. Um, we'd all like a little bit more to do from time to time. But the more we encourage um, international entrance and international investment, the more successful Perth will become. Fantastic. Thank you, John. It's been a great pleasure to spend time with you today. I look forward to hearing of the great health and medical research and innovation in Western Australia and the continued success of the Future Health Research and Innovation Fund. It's certainly in great hands. Yeah, no, thank you. And I do hope those people that um, are listening today log on to the websites, have a look at some of the work uh, that we do and reach out to some of the researchers directly because they're often um, unsung heroes in society. They're doing a lot of work. They need more recognition and there is ways we can do that as a community is actually make direct contact with them, find out what they're doing. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. To explore opportunities to belong and be part of WA Health, visit our careers page at health.wa.gov.au.